Fesser. Fesser, the delivery right by Adams. Rebound! It's Bjork Olsen! And Vermont Green up two! Cohen claims a body. Kobe over the goalie and Vermont Green in front again. Ryan Kobe. Salvez. O'Neal the turn. Mark O'Neal. Ridiculous stuff. Oh, baby, Mark O'Neal, that was a delight. Finds a way to get it to Lily, who gets it to Nwagbo. He puts it on target. Oh, Diva Nwagbo did it from the sideline. Diva Nwagbo highlight reel. Welcome, listeners. This is United in Green Podcast. Today I have with me uh, my good friend, Will. How you doing, Will? Good, and you? Not bad, man. Had a great weekend. Uh, and we have uh, the new guy, the new kid on the block, uh, Tyler, the creator. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and I'm very, very honored and excited to be here. Excellent. We had Tyler on the first, uh, the very first episode of United in Green. Um, he's uh, kind of the, he's the de facto leader of our uh, supporters group. Um, and uh, I think Will and I both uh, enjoyed that pod so much that we said, let's, let's get Tyler back on permanently. And uh, this is, uh, this is where we're going with it, man. Uh, this is our first podcast, uh, breaking down the games. Um, so we had, uh, we had two games. We had one uh, away game, Boston Bolts in the rain. Uh, nice, nice win there. And we had our home game, uh, which our first home game was a, uh, on Friday, uh, starting off from Memorial Day weekend, uh, uh, nice to see the fans back in the in the stands. Uh, I wasn't there personally, but you know, uh, I had a I had a tournament to go to with my son, uh, so unfortunately wasn't able to be there. But uh, I think uh, Will was there, correct? Yeah, I was, and uh, you know, it was really great to be you know back in the home stadium. You know, the fans were really up for it. You know, it it, it felt you know a lot livelier than the first game of, of last season I'll tell you what you know we weren't the only ones drinking in the parking lot this time there were a number of different groups and you know you're like oh this little thing I love is now you know everybody's you know in a sense and it was it was great to see you know it, it was busy uh, it was a sellout crowd I, I'm told by the Twitter um, and there was a lot of new a lot of new stuff on offer you know we had food trucks this time there were everyone's raving about the new porta potties from wasted shout out wasted um and uh you know we had a really great time you know weather was great um and and the game was you know it was fantastic so it's it's great to be back in the home confines yeah i was also not i was also not there but it was really cool seeing it from afar uh getting that perspective of the game as like an outsider and i was at a wedding sort of checking or it wasn't the wedding itself i'll try, try to be clear about this checking in uh during uh, the welcome dinner and watching highlights, but just seeing the crowd, seeing the turnout for for game one of the season was phenomenal. And it's just really cool to see at that, you know, distance perspective of like, wow, this is this is how it looks to people outside the game. That's just like fantastic. I was, I, was, I was in a similar situation, Tyler. I, I was actually uh, I had that Needham tournament with uh, with my son. And I know one of our other supporters group members was down there as a coach uh, with his club. And we went out to. Uh, had like a team dinner and uh, I met Ian from, uh, from Vivid Coffee was down there. And uh, we were watching, <laughs> we were watching uh, while trying to, uh, on our phone actually, while trying to, you know, corral our kids and, you know, have a, have a great time with our kids at the same time, but, you know, and entertain everybody else. And uh, that was around us, you know, um, which is, you know, 
what I do. I like to entertain people. You know, I'm kind of a goofball, but uh, it was it was a neat perspective. You know, checking in on your phone, watching the stream, and and you know, I got to say, we have the best stream in in probably oh, sure. USL two, USL one. You know, maybe up through the championship, but um, it's it's a neat experience, and I'm glad to have seen that. Um, you know, Will, you got out to the game. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if we have to talk too much, you know, about Boston Bolts. Uh, like we said, it was in the rain. It was a nice uh, three nothing victory. Uh, we had we had goals, uh, you know, from Nacho and and uh, Zach Zenge. And uh, I I don't know if you guys have, offer want to offer any perspective on what you saw. That stream wasn't that great to watch. Yeah, you know, it was it was it was an interesting game. You know, the rain was pretty heavy, pretty consistent throughout the game. You know, the stream was not the most enjoyable thing to watch. Um, and, you know, the atmosphere wasn't really there. So it didn't necessarily, I think, lend itself to the best game of football. But I, I think the guys were clearly up for it. I think they dominated possession. You know, I think, you know, 3-0 win, you take that every single time. Um, I'm not really sure how much we can glean from it, you know, just because, you know, again, the away day and the rain conditions um but you know it's great to start the season off with a win of course um you know every every win counts it was it was really interesting to me from uh having I, I went over to Virgil on Tuesday to watch the sort of the first practice of the season and just thinking about that you know the, the the crew going from practicing for the first time together on Tuesday it was Monday or Tuesday to playing a game like four to five days later and, you know, the result is, I think, speaks for itself. It was 3 nothing. It was a pretty dominant performance. But just, like, the level of cohesion and, and sort of consistency with that little time spent together was what impressed me. Like, could have been 1-0, could have been 3-0. I think that's the scoreline is ultimately inconsequential. But the 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 fact that these guys had just put been spent, you know, all of, like, three or four days together and still put in a performance like that was really interesting and, and I think, we only saw that get better going into the second game with like an additional week or two of time. And, um, but yeah, just the, the pace at which things kind of clicked was, was really impressive. Uh, Will, what were your, uh, what were your big takeaways from uh, our first home game? Like this, this was a, this was a big deal. We just talked about how it was a sellout. Um, the crowds were popping up in the, in the, in the, mm. you know, parking lot. Um, so it's not just us anymore. Right. It, it, you know, our little group, um, but like the atmosphere in the stands, like, did you, did you feel like the players were feeling it in that game? Like what was your perspective in, the, in that game? Cause I, you know, from my perspective watching it, it was like, it was wild there. Yeah. And first I just want to go back really quick to the bolts game. I, oh, sure. I can't, we can't move on without saying that, you know, perhaps two goals of the season, you know, Nacho's opening strike outside the box was fantastic. And then Zach Zangi's volley goal to, to finish off the game. I mean, we're talking about, what, what a beautiful goal that was. So I just wanted to shout those out, you know, two ta- really talented looking players. But yeah, as far as, you know, the home opener and, and the atmosphere, I, I do think that the, the players were quite surprised with how, you know, intense it was. I, I really do, you know, I, I think that there a lot a big game was talked to these players to convince them to come here is, was the atmosphere and, and how the fans, you know, are going to treat them. And, and I think that that was their first real experience. And, you know, I mean, the crowd was loud. It was it was really interesting because from where we were standing over in the uh, Green Mountain Boys section, um, the crowd was so loud you couldn't even hear Tom, the announcer, 
for pretty much the entirety of the game, um, which shame, uh, but it really goes to show, you know, it was loud in there. It really was. And, and we have multiple drums going. We were chanting on the megaphones the whole time. And, and I think that, you know, it really, you know, affected the quality of the players because while the score line was the same, you know, they looked electric on, on, on Friday. They really did. Um, and, and I think that's just a sign of what to come. You know, it's early in the season and we have a huge test on Saturday. But so far what we've seen, I mean, these these guys look like the real deal this year. I mean, they look really strong. You know, from my perspective, uh, you know, watching that game, actually watching both games, the the dominance in the midfield was was uh, a, a testament to to uh how well these kids are are prepared you know previously uh in in their college in their college teams um how well they're coached um and and i think it's also a testament to to how uh coach pfeiffer you know built the team um and and it allowed and it allows that that defensive that defensive back line to kind of to kind of play further up to play a higher line in the midfielders can get, you know, a, a, they can get into the action a little more um, on the attack. Uh, it, it, it really didn't seem at all at any point in either one of those games where I, you know, was worried even a little bit. Uh, I, I know that the, the dominance in the defense and, and on the, uh, on the shots um, shots taken in in the home game, against uh against albany was something like 27 to 4 and i don't think albany even had a shot on target in that game you know um we've played both of our goalies so far and, and neither one of them have had a lot of work to do um i i, I really uh i really feel that that dominant midfield is going to allow <clears throat> you know us to not just defensively lock things down but also to be super effective offensively you know, you saw that you saw that with Gavork, like that dude is super fast. He's super fun to watch. Um, I was talking to Coach uh Coach Davis, Stage Davis the other day, and he was telling me um about how that guy, how he moves so quickly. And as he's coming down the wing, he'll open open himself up like he's gonna cross a ball, and then he closes himself up really quickly and then opens himself back up just as quickly to to be able to get a ball in or to just blow by the blow by the defender like it, we have some super super talented players uh you know on this team and it's not just even in you know the the guys who have started both games we have guys coming off the bench that are good we have a lot of really good uh returning players so the quality of this team is is uh probably a little better than last year um, but I, you know, so far I'm getting the same kind of feels, you know, it's really an amazing combination of returning players and new players and those two elements combining in a way that are just super exciting. And you can just see things already clicking in a way that I would not have expected two weeks in. I mean, I think, you know, it's not surprising that our back line and our midfield is rock solid. There weren't any points during the Albany game where I felt like there was a real threat, like to your point about, you know, number of shots taken, like I don't think anywhere on target, 
even on their breaks, they never had the numbers to really feel like a real threat. And if it was like a three on two or a moment or something like that, you had like Pachella and Ashford just like eating up acres of space. It just feels like a really, really solid backline midfield. Um, and on top of that, like, yeah, we are absolutely blessed with like blistering speed this year, like watching like Prego and Messer moving down the wings, like those guys are serious threats. Like that's like a lot of speed, a lot of talent. I see a lot of balls getting crossed in a lot of like, just like amazing attacks starting with those guys. And that's before you even get to like Zengi and Diarbian and just like the pace we have up front. And it's just, I, if I were a defender, I'd be terrified and not want to, not want to step onto the field looking at that lineup. Yeah. And you mentioned, uh, you know, returning players. And that's what I wanted to talk about is, you know, the captain, Jake Ashford, you know, he had, you know, for the level, one of the best performances I've ever seen. I mean, he was imperious. I mean, his ball distribution was, was incredible, but also, you know, the step up cut off the pass, you know, it was constant with him. And, you know, he combined with Ndai in midfield and, and um, um, sorry, I'm blanking on uh, our, um, and Pacella in the midfield, you know, cutting off, winning second balls, distributing, cycling, you know, the amount of possession we had, uh, it, I, I don't have the exact stat, but you know, it felt like the entire game, you know, the ball was in our possession and it really came to this, you know, because this cycling that was happening with the two defensive midfielders and Ashford distributing out to, you know, the wings and the backs, you know, it, it was repeatedly cycled back into, you know, attacking wing play. And, it, you know, then you have Zengi and, and, um, Loretch and Darby and, you know, as this fo- rotating focal point, you know, it was really dangerous. And, I, and yeah, you're right. It's so early in the season. It seems like they have such a coherent idea of what they want to do, it, you know, it, for USL2, you know, with basically a brand new team, you know, it's really impressive how connected they look so quickly this season. I was talking to a, when you're watching the, the Boston Bolts game, uh, friend of the pod Sam McCann stopped by to hang out and uh, it's all around good dude um and I was asking him asking him about this season you know they were like two days into training and I said you know tactics wise how does it feel to you compared to the first season are things changing up are you learning new roles what's the what's the general vibe so far and he was like oh no it's basically the same system we brought on players who fit the system that we had and I think that's maybe why things are clicking so well so quickly is that as opposed to the first season where you're seeing who you have as players and then seeing what sort of system you can build with those pieces, you're looking at like, you have like the institutional knowledge of the returning players who can implement the system, a rough idea of what the system is, and then new players brought in who fit that system. And it's, it's working, whatever the, that sort of like weird alchemy is like, it's clicking in a really like just phenomenal way. And, um, you know, there are Premier League teams that have like months and months of training to get up to speed and sometimes years, and it takes them a long time for to perfect that sort of that sort of like fluidity. But this just seems like, you know, to the coaches and, and players credit, like an immediate hit the ground running sort of success. Yeah. And what I noticed is that at least for, to you know, at least for Friday's game, the subs were mostly players that were already on the team last year. So you had Charlie Adams come in, you had uh, Clarity come in, you had, you know, uh, Bolio come in. I mean, you know, these are players that have already been here for a season and now they're coming in perhaps maybe as backups this season or, or, or they'll be starters. We don't know, but it seems like there's multiple layers now of the players who get the system, because I think we can agree that while it was impressive last year, there was a moment we were all concerned 
when we had all these players going back to their colleges, it was, could we keep this progress going? And now I'm pretty convinced that we've demonstrated after two games and heavy rotations that these players get this system. And, and I think that, you know, the next man up philosophy is pretty evident here. You know, everyone's expected, you know, whether you're, you know, a, a nailed on starter or you're, you know, closer to, you know, being a rotation player to operate within that role. I don't, I don't think that the coach is going to be changing up tactics based on the subs. I think the subs are supposed to go in and fit that role. So I, I don't think the system works to fit the subs. So I, I think that could be, you know, really potent, you know, as we get further into the season. I mean, it looks really potent already, you know, uh, you know just, just off the bat, these guys are uh, like we said before, like these guys are coming from colleges. They're all coming from different systems. They're all coming from, uh, you know, from different backgrounds. Some of them, they're coming in playing different positions, you know, um, it, it's, it, it really is amazing to me that in, in like a couple weeks time, they could be that connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I, I think a lot of it is that these are young kids. They're, they're easy, easily molded, easily shaped. Um, but I think that, you know, the coaching staff has has chosen these these players specifically to fit to fit their mission and to fit their system and 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 you know um whether or not you know going forward we're going to have the same success or if this you know first couple of games are just an aberration who knows um you're we're still going to have to you know put up performances we have we have a lot of competition in this in this league uh pioneers are uh, and Seacoast are no exception. Right. Um, so I, I'm just super excited. I can't wait to get out there this, uh, this week, you know, um, tomorrow we got a game coming up against, uh, CF. What is it? CF Mount Royal, um, coming out of, coming out of Montreal. It's a, it's a friendly, it's the first international friendly for the team. Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll call it international friendly, right? It's, it's international, international friendly, yeah. Let's, sure, let's, why not? Next to an extra polish. Um, and then we have then we have Seacoast coming up. Uh, what do you, what do you guys think about like um these guys coming in playing possibly some some possibly coming in playing, you know, um added minutes uh before coming back into the league game on Saturday. Well, I think that we'll probably see some pretty heavy rotation. Um, tomorrow at the friendly, you know, um, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, what that level of quality is with perhaps the guys are, that aren't considered your nailed on starters. So, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see what it looks like. You know, I'm excited to see some rotation and see what the other options are. So, you know, um, it's a friendly, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, I think there'll be some serious rotation. And I think, you know, with an eye on the end of the season, there'll be um, like Will said, there'll be some folks getting a chance to get out there and get a run around and play and show what they can do um, with the assumption that at some point they will be stepping up and that there is that sort of expectation that you're ready to go when, you know, when you get the call. Um, I, I I feel like we got lucky as a club to have, and this is, you know, again, no disrespect to, to Albany or to Boston to have a bit of a soft open uh, and at least two or three games to get uh, some some spins in before facing either Western Mass or um, Seacoast. I mean, they're the perennial favorites. And so I think, you know, it's just the reality of the situation is that they're going to be the ones that are going to be the toughest challenges for us. And to get two and a half games in beforehand is uh, great. But yeah, I'm guessing we'll see, you know, 
a lot, a lot of a lot of new faces on the field, which is really exciting as a fan to see <laughs> to see these guys that we've read about and maybe seen some highlight clips of, but um, haven't seen in person yet. Yeah, and you know, obviously the big game this week is is Seacoast United, and you know, you know, last year they were first place in the division, and and I'm not really sure what to expect of them this season. As we've talked about, there's a lot of rotation and new blood that comes through on USL two. Uh, and we don't really know what their early season form looks like. They've had they've played only one game so far against um, Western season, Mass, right? and it was against Western Mass, and it was a yeah. draw. So we really don't know what they're going to look like. And you know, I'm sure that they're going to approach this game with a lot of planning and understanding that you know we're probably one of the teams that they do need to beat to have the chance to to get into the playoffs. Uh, so I think it's going to be. You know, the you know, we're sitting here talking about our, our our amazing start, and I think a lot of you know that validation is gonna hinge on, on Saturday's game. I think it's gonna be a massive, massive game and a game at home where we absolutely have to win. You know, this is a short season, and um I, I think that you know big games can be this early in the season, and I think this this is this is one of the biggest this season. I I just uh I I like the look of Seacoast. I like the way that they run their that they run their club um, they're, and they're quickly uh, shaping up to be like uh, one of our big rivals or, our, or our big rival being from the upside down Vermont. Um, you know, I, I see coast uh, draws. They don't just draw from, from college teams and that kind of stuff. They draw from their own, from their own youth academies and their own youth programs. So those kids are taught the system from, from kind of like day one and they bring them up through it. And, uh, you know, by the time they get out of high school and into college, they could draw them from that, from that. And they have an extra, so they have the extra added bonus of that youth academy and those youth programs all over New England. Really, they have a mass, they have Seacoast United is in Massachusetts. It's in Maine. It's in New Hampshire. And, you know, that, that seemingly for me is why they're constantly kind of upper echelon of, of that, of our division. And upper echelon USL too, um, and like Will said, it, it's an absolute must-win game. I, I think that you know the fans have to make Virtue Field a, 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 an absolute fortress um, for for our club, and we have to put as fans we have to put pressure on those opposing teams. And Seacoast United is is uh, they're not going to come in uh, you know afraid of of the Vermont Green. Um and you know they they don't they play to a crowd but not a crowd like us. Um they have they have a good fan base but you know they they will want to be playing in in front of even a hostile fan base. Sometimes that that works people up, that works teams up and and uh I I'm looking very very much looking forward to that to that game. Um with regard to Montreal, um <clears throat> I just can't wait to get get out and actually get to that spot and that stand in the stands where we love to stand and, and cheer and and, and uh, fight for our club. You know, uh, it, it's going to be so exciting for me. Um, but uh, you know, it it, it it looks like we're kind of coming up on time here. Um, if anybody has like any closing thoughts, you guys want to you want to talk about like, you know just kind of bear with us fans. Uh, we, we are, we are uh, just, just kind of starting out this process and, and we're trying to feel out, you know, feel out uh, what this podcast is going to be. 
uh, I think this is a great start tonight. I think we've talked a, a, about a lot of stuff that we wanted to talk about and get get through this. But, uh, you know, if we have maybe any closing thoughts or any more thoughts that we want to discuss, we can just go for it. You know, I mean, time is our friend, guys. Yeah, I, I think there are two things that I was thinking about leading up the, to this podcast. One was sort of just how for the team, for the club, for this podcast, uh, for the supporters group, the first year or whatever time period through the, the effort it takes to get something up and running, figure out what the hell it is, how it works, what's working, what's successful, what people like, uh, how to get it out there, how to get other people excited about it. That first rotation, the the whole the effort that goes into getting that stone rolling is massive, no matter what it is. If there's any sort of like new venture, creative or otherwise, it takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of mistakes, it takes a lot of missteps. Second time through, even if it's just like a slightly different, you know, short timeline in between uh between efforts, it's infinitely easier. It's still hard, but it's easier. And I feel like we're seeing that with opening game this year versus last year, like team cohesion at the start of the season this year versus last year, like the quality of play, um, the people in the parking lot, the like interest from outside folks in what the club's doing, what the club stands for. The second season just feels like really special already. And I think it's largely a product of the work that we put in as supporters at the club has put in uh, that the players are putting in the coaching staff. It just seems like, everything is like clicking into second gear. I've used the word click like a thousand times. I'm sorry. Everything's like shifting to second gear in a really nice way this season. And, you know, coming into the season, being excited about how great last season was, but knowing that this season is going to be bigger and better has been phenomenal. Um, and I also think to go back to your point about Seacoast, like they've had years and years and years to get their system running and they have all this amazing sort of continuity between kids coming up to their system, knowing how to play to the system, just all the logistics behind running a club. So I think with each year, Vermont Green is going to be more and more a regular uh, contender for winning the division and we'll just get better and better, which is to me, you know, deserved and, and super exciting. Um, my question for you two, uh, two uh, predictions for Saturday's game uh and any early uh faves out of the the new guys uh on the team go ahead willie i'll let you take this one because uh, <laughs> I, i've got i've already got mine lined up so you know it's 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 um it's gonna be a tough test we don't know how exactly how good seacoast are gonna be we can generally assume they're going to be strong i think that you know we've shown early a lot of fight a lot of attacking power so you know that said you know, I'll say 2-1 to the green, uh, Zach Zangi goal, second half. That's my prediction. Love it. Wow, I just muted myself. Um, that was awesome. Uh, so, you know, as far as as far as far my uh, predictions go, my predictions usually go south. Uh, uh, you know, on my, I have another podcast that I, that I do in, and uh, my predictions are generally opposite. Um, so I, I'm going to try, I'm going to try Tyler for, for you and for all the fans of United and green uh, and fans of the club to uh, start off on a good foot this time. Um, and so I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to agree with Will I'm, uh, uh, that we are going to win. I'm going to say it's going to be uh three, one. Um, I think Vermont's got 
a lot of firepower. Um, Seacoast doesn't necessarily know what, what we're going to bring in either. Uh, I think Seacoast is maybe a little bit easier to predict um, knowing the style of, of, of their play. Um, but let maybe less easy based on the, you know, unknown quantities, which are, which are players, um, you know, which players are going to be coming up through. So uh, I, I'm going to say it's going to be three, one for my green. Uh, it's not going to be an easy game. I think it's going to be, you know, tough probably into the 60th minute. Um, I think Vermont is, has too much speed. They're going to run them off the ball uh, and, and they're going to wear them out. And, and, and that, that wearing out is going to come through, through that midfield, through that dominant midfield. So three, one, uh, my early favorite for new guys, uh, it may be just because, you know, Will and I interviewed him early and uh, <laughs> I, and I got to speak to him at the mixer, uh, Zach Zangi. Um, yeah. He's a, he's a brilliant kid. He's exciting. Um, he's excitable. Like, I mean, the dude always seems to have a smile on his face when he's playing. And, you know, that's what I love. You know, my son does the same thing when he plays, you know, he could be dribbling down the field, fighting off dudes. And he's got a smile on his face. Cause it's, you know, you can truly tell that Zach loves to play. Uh, and, you know, I honestly believe that, you know, he's going to, he's going to rack up a lot of goals this year. And uh, he's got a lot of great players to, to give him that service. Um, and and I'm actually, uh, I'm still high on, on, on Nick Pope, uh, even though he hasn't featured a lot yet. Alfie, um, Alfie <laughs> Nick Pope, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Alfie Pope. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Alfie. Uh, uh that was the first uh, the first bungle of the uh, of the podcast, I think. Um, no, I've made a couple, so don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, yeah. So Alfie, uh, yeah, I, I think Alfie's gonna, you know, he's gonna he's gonna get that play out there. I, I'm high on him. Uh, I, I think if we have uh, a, a prototypical center forward out there, um, goals are gonna start coming hard and fast. You know, we don't, you know. We don't necessarily, we have plenty of players that are good enough to just keep rotating too and keep keeping legs fresh. And we don't have to have guys out there for 70, 80, 90 minutes, you know, and playing every single week, you know, we don't need that and we don't have to have that. And I think that's going to be a huge, huge benefit to this team. Yeah. I think we'll get, we will be a team that scores a lot of goals. I think even in like the last game, there were half a dozen chances that were, within inches of being goals. It shouldn't really have ended 3-0. You're right. I mean, the only reason was because their keeper had a a world-class performance. Amazing saves. There's a couple that clanged off like the woodwork. Like it was, it it wasn't like we eked out three goals. It was three goals that could have been six to to eight goals on another day. So the the um, number one refrain I heard from people after the game was it should have been 7-0 a number of people. It wasn't a Nick Pope uh, style performance or. (laughs) <laughs> don't try to justify your misstep <laughs> i've nice got try. to i've got to i've got to um so yeah so uh we uh we are all predicting a, a when tyler you didn't give us yours really yeah i i mean I'll, i'm gonna back you on this one i think three one sounds right to me i think this will be a serious test it'll be a really good early season test of uh of where we sort of slot into the overall division um and it's not going to be the make or break game, but I think it's going to be as early a definitive result one or the other um, 
uh, as you could ask for. And I think we have the scoring capabilities. I think I would predict another shutout just based on what I saw this past game. But I think that Seacoast says will it will be a much tougher team to to shut down than uh, our previous two ventures. And and out of respect to them, I'll say they'll get one in at some point. But um, yeah, I, I'm with you. Three one. Let's let's do it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you that I don't see teams scoring on us right now based on the last two games, but just respect to Seacoast to give them that one in the prediction. But it does feel hard to see where the goal is going to come from um, because the other teams really haven't sniffed at it. They even really got close. So we'll see. Well, I think that is time, gentlemen. Uh and, you know, for myself, uh, I, I always like to say, uh, to tell people, you know, uh, to be safe out there. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit out there in the world and, 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 uh, it's kind of hard to navigate that. So I always, uh, sign off, uh, my podcast saying, be safe, everyone. Uh, and, you know, uh, I, I want to thank you guys. I, uh, I love spending time with you guys and, and, and I'd love to have you here. And this is going to be a great season a great discussion uh going forward and uh i want to thank each one of you and uh tyler you have anything to say uh, as we sign off here thanks for having me this is gonna be an amazing season um if you haven't been to vermont green game uh i highly encourage you to attend one because it's just truly something special um i'm not sure why you'd be listening to the podcast having not been to a game but in the off chance you are <laughs> come on out um it really is like a phenomenal experience. The the people, uh, the the support is just above anything I've ever seen for a USL two team. Um, slightly biased, obviously, but that's I think a pretty safe um, assessment. Um, come on out, hang out with us, make some noise. Uh, what we do in the stands and what we do to support this team has a direct impact on how they play. I can't tell you the number of times I heard from players and coaches that the atmosphere absolutely feeds into to the players and they you know when you're on tired legs and you're banged up when it's the 85th minute and you're looking to make a a tracking run all the way back like it helps to have people cheering you on so um if if you're not a if you're not a vermont green fan that's fine support a local soccer club of some kind it's just amazing so uh thanks for having me and i'm excited for the next uh the next the next pod and will yeah, just say, uh, come out, come hang out with us. You know, it's the best thing you can do this summer. And, um, you know, we're family friendly and inclusive and we're going to keep it that way. So please come join us. Bring your family, bring your kids. All right, guys. Uh, and for me, uh, again, be safe and uh, up the green. Up the green. Up the green. <laughs>